Yo, 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 yo. It's your boy T, and welcome back to another episode of the AOT Podcast, man. How's everybody doing today? It is a beautiful sunny day out here in the 305 Miami. Yes, sir. It is October 23rd, 1238 p.m. And I got a nice, 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 beautiful recording for you guys. So last episode, we spoke about the beginning of the season. The season is officially underway. I'd say around this time, every team has played two to three games already. So we could already make our early predictions, teams that are looking good, teams that are looking bad, teams that we have no hope on, teams that there's hope, the dark horses, all that. We about to get into all that. You feel So, um, I'd say... Let's start with some of the teams that have kind of been surprisingly good. And by surprisingly good, I mean, before the season started, we expected them to like not do good at all. But after these first two, three games, they're looking pretty good. And the team that I'm talking about is the Utah Jazz. Whoa, like who talks about Utah? Nobody, but I am. And I say that because everybody knows during the offseason, they like basically tore everything down. They got rid of their all-stars, Rudy Gobert. He went to Minnesota, Donovan Mitchell. He went to Cleveland and everybody expected them, which I think they even expected themselves to be in like a rebuild mode type of thing. They got a whole bunch of picks that are for the future. So it's really a rebuild. They're going to just play this season, see how it goes, like the good players that they could build around. And then with all the per- the picks that they got in the near future, you know, they're trying to build something for the, for the, the, the future. Not right now. But I can't lie. Right now, they've played two games and they're 2-0. The Utah Jazz, yep. Like, they're pretty solid. They got some good players. They got a whole bunch of good, hard players. You know what I mean? They play hard. I saw they got, um, they still got Mike Conley. He's a pretty good point guard. He's all right. Like, he's starting to age. You know what I mean? He's getting a little bit too many turnovers than I would like. But he's pretty good. They got uh, Colin Sexton from the, you know, Cavaliers. He's a good player as well. Um, they got Lori Marketing. Hope I'm saying his name right. Um, they got my boy Jordan Clarkson. I used to love Jordan Clarkson from the um the Lakers. So he's a solid contributor. He's in his prime. So he's always playing well. He he gonna give you, I'd say at least twenty to twenty five points a night. That's on baby. So they they got a pretty nice squad. They're still undefeated. Now, like I said, the season just started, so they're only 2-0. They got another 80-something games to go. But they're doing pretty good. One of the teams that I'm surprised at, though, is the New Orleans Pelicans. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not surprised with the New Orleans Pelicans. They're actually, I feel like they're a sleeper team. Another team that I'm 
I'm surprised at that I thought would be playing better. So the, the Utah Jazz, I thought they would be playing bad, but they're actually playing better than I thought. A team that I thought would be playing better, but is actually playing worse than I thought, is the Sacramento Kings. The Sacramento Kings, they don't get too much publicity because most of their games come on at night. And also, they don't have a lot of, uh, you know, national games like on the big TV channels. But they got a squad, too, man. They got uh, De'Aaron Fox still. They just acquired Malik Monk. They got Dante Sabonis, something like that. That's his name. Um, They got that that good perimeter defender that they picked up, I think, a couple of weeks, a couple years back. Um, Davion Mitchell. He's still there. So they got a squad. But they're 0-2 to start the season. Now, if you guys know the history with the Kings, um, De'Aaron Fox and Malik Monk, they go way back to college days playing together. And they made some noise back then. They were like, I think at that time, their team had the best backcourt duo of guards with De'Aaron Fox and Malik Monk. So it's kind of cool that years later, they could reunite on the in the NBA and play together. That's dope. But like I said, they're 0-2, man. So they're going to have to go back to the drawing board and fix some things up. So, but good luck to them, though, man. A team that I have absolutely no hope for, and it sucks to say, but the Los Angeles Lakers, man. Like, they're just an awful, horrible team. They have their stars, LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And when you have two stars like that, they're, they have a lot of scrimps, but their weaknesses for both of them is shooting. So since they're not good at shooting, as a general manager or manager, whoever's department it is to acquire players... You have to be looking at players that could shoot. That's all you be should be looking for. Don't worry about looking for people who could defend, people who could assist, people who could rebound. Nah, you need people who could shoot and surround them, surround LeBron and AD with shooters, and they would have a squad. I thought that's what they did in the offseason, but apparently they just got, they became a younger team, and they just got young players that still can't shoot. So what sense does that make? They got Patrick Beverly. Um, they got Lonnie Walker. They got... No, who else did they acquire? They acquired a whole bunch of people. But they're, none of them are good shooters. I think... I read a stat or I heard a stat that said the whole team... Out of the whole team of the Los Angeles Lakers, Patrick Beverly is the best three-point shooter of his career which is like 30 something percent and that is horrible because Patrick Beverly is not even known as a three-point shooter but the fact that he has the best percentage so yeah man I don't see the Lakers winning anything I don't even know if they're gonna make the play-in tournament like I heard Shannon on Undisputed talking about the Lakers could possibly make like the fifth or sixth seed I highly doubt that them boys will be lucky to make the ninth or tenth seed that's how I see, I see the Lakers making the ninth attempt seed, if anything, to be honest. LeBron, he's going to catch Kareem's record this year. That would be a huge, huge accomplishment. I can't wait for him to get that. Like, he'll be stamped 
in the books probably forever, man. Because once he gets that record, I don't see anybody taking that record from him. It's possible with the way, you know, kids are developing nowadays. But that record is going to be... I think LeBron's going to have that record for uh, who knows the next 40 years probably. But we'll see. A team that's... Now, going back to the team that is doing well, which I expected, is the New Orleans Pelicans, man. Now, if you're a a Pelicans fan, this is an exciting time period to be a Pelicans fan because their future is so bright and their future was bright from last season. They lost in the first round of the playoffs to the Suns, but you could just see the potential because... I think they were the eighth seed. The Suns was the first seed. And, you know, the Suns were just expected to even sweep them. I think they took it all the way to a... I don't know if they went to a game five or game six. But, like, you could just see the potential. Uh, Brandon Ingram, he has become, like, a number one option. You can see he's even put on some weight. So he got, like, a big body now to absorb the contact and finish. Zion Williamson is looking is the healthiest he's looked in the past three years. I'm not even lying to you. In the past three years, this is the healthiest Zion has looked. So if he could just control his weight, um, we don't need all that high-flying nonsense no more, man. Like, you got to understand, this is a business about longevity. It's not about looking cool. So there's no need for him to be doing no unnecessary athletic dunks. I'm going to just say that. Like Sometimes it's necessary to dunk the ball. But we don't need nothing, like, exuberant and athletic, bro. Just, man, we just need you to be healthy. That's all we want. Leave that to John Morant, you know, the people that don't weigh that much. So, good luck to them, man. Um, let's say, let's see, a dark horse? Hmm. If I had to choose a dark horse, meaning a team that is kind of slept on, I would say my dark horse would be the Atlanta Hawks. Because other teams aren't really dark horses. Like People pretty much know if they're a good team or a bad team. But you can't really tell with the Atlanta Hawks right now. I mean, in the past couple years, yes, they've made the playoffs and they've gone far. But you never expected the Hawks to come out of the East. Because there's just, I mean, you can count up to at least five teams in the East that are probably better than the Hawks. But this year with the acquisition of DeJounte Murray, like, them boys could go far. Because I even heard Skip talking about this on Undisputed. He compares DeJounte Murray to Trey Young. And DeJounte Murray is like a Trey Young 2.0. He's bigger. In my opinion, he's faster. He got. I don't know. Let me not talk bad about Trey Young like that. Cause Trey Young, he can still get you buckets. But so just the the two of them pairing up, man. They just gotta work on their chemistry more and more. Continue to build on that. I mean, I'm not I'm not, I'm not saying as if it's bad, but you know, they just became teammates, so they gotta continue developing that, get better and better. But they're they're pretty solid right now. They've played two games and they're two and zero, so that just goes to show that they're making some noise. Um, 
Now, a team that's really expected to do well this season. Well, there's a couple teams expected to do well. But one of them that is the Cleveland Cavaliers. They just faced the Chicago Bulls yesterday and destroyed them, boys. I think they won by like almost 30 points, 29 or 30 points. And that's without their their all-star point guard, Darius Garland. Unfortunately, uh, Darius got hurt a couple days ago. Freak accident, man. He got like poked in the eye. So he, he missed the next game. They still won. But they got a squad, though, man. They're deep. So they could do well. They could go far. A lot of teams can go far, man. One of the teams that I'm happy to see... I think one of the teams that I enjoy watching the most is... what well, The team that I enjoy watching the most is my Miami Heat. You already know when we playing well. Shout out to the Miami Heat. We just won our first game of the season yesterday. We beat the Raptors by three points. Yes, sir. Another team that I like to watch, I think everybody loves to watch, is the Golden State Warriors. Because the Golden State Warriors have the best... I say basketball chemistry in the whole NBA. Like, their ball movement is just phenomenal. Like, they just understand one another. And they get buckets. But the third team that I'm happy to see is the Denver Nuggets. The Denver Nuggets are exciting to watch. They have their two-time reigning MVP, Nikola Jokic. He's there. He just got his contract extension. That boy got the big bucks. He's a solid player. And then they got their two good players, um, DeJounte. No, not DeJounte. Uh, Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. So they've both been back. They've been playing well. And like I, I think they're the scary part is I think Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. are still, you know, trying to get the rust off because they haven't played in a, quite some time. I think both of them missed the entire season last year. Um, so they're shaking the rest off, but they're still playing well. So as, as the season continues to progress, they're just going to get more and more in tune, more in sync with the team. Oof, man, I love watching Jamal Murray. That boy knows how to hoop. So good luck to them, boys, man. I see. I, uh, as far as the um, Trailblazers, Portland, I see you. They 2-0 to start the season, so... They're doing something right. They got some nice pieces to surround around uh, Damian Lillard. So they're doing well. Um, yeah, man. I just, I like what I'm seeing overall. Washington Wizards, they're, they, they're playing well. Bradley Bill, you talk about loyal. I think Bradley Bill and Damian Lillard are the two most loyal players in the NBA right now. No matter what, they do not want to leave their teams. Hey, man, I ain't mad at you. Depending on the situation, I'd probably do the same. Because, like, it's not like they're miserable. You know what I mean? They staying loyal to their teams and making that bread. If they was to go to other teams, they'll probably make less money. So, shout out to them. They loyal. Um, now, I want to get into some players, some player talk, and talk about um, 
Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons, he's he's alright. You know what I mean? Everybody expected him to just be the missing piece for the Brooklyn Nets, which kind of made sense because based off of the what the performances from the Brooklyn Nets for like the past two years, one of the things that the Nets lack is like defense, like a good paint defender. And Ben Simmons, you know, when he came in, he was already a two-time defensive player of the year. He's a he's like 6'10", so he's tall. Um, he's not really a paint defender. He's more of like a perimeter defender. But since he's tall, he could defend to in the paint to a certain extent. He's also a great, he's a guard. So at the same time, he could facilitate, pass the ball. That's what I really love about him. He is a good facilitator every game he's played so far i think he's had like close to double digit assists at least so that's how he could uh, contribute my only issue with him is he's not really the defender that they were looking for i mean he's still a good defender like he's still a plus to have on the team at the end of the day he's a plus because he's pretty much surrounded with shooters which allows him to just play freely you don't have to worry about shooting the ball and like it's great for him it's a great situation for him to be in so i mean his first game he fouled out with only four points so that's kind of not good but like we've been saying man it's just the start of the season every team has only played like two three games so we just got to give him some time i say let's wait until each team has played about 15 to 20 games then we could make like a good assessment of all the players, all the teams. So, but right now it's just exciting to watch all the players back healthy and just enjoying themselves. Like if you look, you see players smiling more. Like they're just happy to be back on the court. And that's what I'm happy to see. I'm happy to I'm happy that basketball's back. Yes, sir. So I could continue making content like this for you guys. But yeah, man. Just keep it uh short and sweet. Short and sweet for y'all boys. So that's gonna be it for this episode. Um I appreciate the support that I've been receiving for the AOT podcast. We're going live and well. Um follow me on Instagram at AOT. That's A-Y-O-O-O period T E. I'm going to be posting a lot more content about sports on my Instagram, making like reels, you know, just to try and put out content on a daily basis. My goal with this podcast is to try and release an episode at least every week. But on my Instagram, if you guys follow me on Instagram, I'm trying to release content like every other day. So, like I said, follow me on Instagram at AOT. That's A-Y-O-O-O period T-E. Appreciate the love and support from everybody, man. So as we always do, I want to end this off on a positive note. And that positive note is simply this. If you didn't see it with your eyes or hear it with your ears, don't invent it with your small mind and spread it with your mouth. Bam. Just like that. 
Thank you, everybody. AOT. Peace.